<laughs> Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, episode 112. You're listening to this show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is James, Dr. Rude Ramos, MD, and I am joined by... It is I, the Bone King! <laughs> and we are also joined by, as always... Yes, it is I, Adrian, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandiose co-hosts. Oh my god, you should button up, dearie. You're gonna catch a throat cold. Irving from Resident Evil 5? What are you doing here? <laughs> what are you talking about, Edmund? I'm just trying to reassure you he's gonna get a cold if he oh, doesn't button up now. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to the show, for today's episode. Are you? Have you eaten, dearie? Not yet. If you know what I mean. Edmund! Oh. The boy hasn't eaten! What is wrong with you? This I is terrifying. I swear to God, I will put the ball gag back on. This is terrifying for Halloween. I agree. <laughs> so, for today's Sorry, episode... I finally got to bring out Gertrude. We're going to be doing... Goddamn. A dream team. Yes. Monster Mash. Correct. What do we mean by that? We're each going to throw a different type of party. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a cast of classic movie monsters... To fill out certain roles that we need to for the party to go off without a hitch. Who's mm -hmm. at our freaking monster mash? Well, we'll tell you right after these reasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Thanks. Uh, I'm getting better. For a little bit there, you sounded like Kato Kalen. Who I wants to go first? Uh, I, I mean, both of you looked at me, so I can? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's been a long time since you went first. Shouldn't have left you. Without a dope beat to step to? That's right. I fucking love... Sorry. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, next song. Uh, or next song. Right. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Coming up on the you countdown. You distracted me with a good song. That's the the worst way to, to have a show with Bone King. It just gets them off the mark. Anyway. Gets them off, huh? Gets them off immediately. Anyway. So first Boys. thing of my recents um, is... All right. So... Why do you sound like you're about to give us bad news? <laughs> I saw Candyman. Which the one? first one? The first one. Oh, I don't like you it. You didn't like no, it. No, hold on. You guys jumped on saying that I didn't like it. Uh -huh. Hold on. I I genuinely liked it a lot. Okay. The ending was the one thing I was kind of like, wait, what? Sure. Like, why she spent the entire time and then this? Like, why? But regardless, I'm not going to get into spoilers. I have to just, like, stop for a second and, like, acknowledge the fact that Candyman has the most unique uh, environments in a horror movie? Sure. It feels a lot like, for those of you who have played Silent Hill 4, a lot like Building World, where it's like this urban decay, but like to this extreme where it's like a horror environment. It's yeah. so moody. It has this, like, and the story doesn't shy away from it. They they go to the, the projects and it's about that and finding a, a, a serial killer that's a folklore in the projects. Like, they make it work. And even mm -hmm. to the point where the killer's like actual MOs and the things he do, does, does, <laughs> the thing he does, like all of his, his acts of evil are all different things that like stories on the city you'd find like candy, a stranger giving candy or something. Like really clever shit. Oh yeah. And if, if we did that episode of our favorite horror protagonists, like a week earlier, the protagonist of this movie would be on that list. The fact that she's willing to go in there and get her story and she still- Is this just, an addendum right now? I Are mean, you doing an addendum? I don't know who I'd replace per se. I think it was an all-star, so I don't think I have to replace anybody. Oh, Fuck you it. just had her. Well, I'm adding her right now. She was fucking fantastic. Although she is like really brave. Like, I'm going to jump through this hole real quick. See you on the other side. Don't worry, Sarah. They won't judge us. They think we're cops. They'll probably do worse. What? Okay, whatever. Anyway, so uh, I really liked Candyman. I just thought the ending was a little strange. 
Um, there's a... They really romanticize this killer, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, his whole thing is like, yes. he's almost a Phantom of the Opera-esque yes. kind of character, 100%. right? Not only that, he's got a banger of a song. Yeah, well, yeah, the music and that. Oh, my God, in the opening credits, how the credits mimic the cars on the road. Like, a lot of really purposeful shit is in that movie. Yeah. I really do appreciate it. I don't know if the sequels continue that. Do they? Mm-hmm. Continue your, your, your yeah. ride. I think so. <laughs> Two, definitely. Yeah. I don't I, remember three at all. There were such really so many ride. great moody shots, like going like that one static shot through the whole. I'm I'm sorry, I'm going a little bit too much on this, but I no, really liked no. it. It was oh. a really I I gotta say the atmosphere in this movie was above a lot of other slasher. If we're talking about like slashers and shit, the environments in this are up there. I agree. Like I really do dig it. Anyway, um, moving forward, uh, for my stream, I played a game called Akamanto, and this is by Chillazart. Um, I have this thing. Well, beyond that, um, I have this thing that I do on the stream where I play a bunch of uh, horror indie games for Halloween. Mm, yes. Okay. And uh, basically, like, I just want to give it a chance to, like, try new games, like different things that aren't so mainstream that have the exact kind of, like, I feel like a lot of mainstream games have the same ways of scaring you. And at the very least, you get an it's interesting... It's a jump scare, usually? Yeah, and at this way, like, indie games, they have jump scares, too, but they'll at least put you in an interesting scenario that's at least different than what you're going to get right. in most other games. So, I love indie horror games. They have very interesting ways of scaring you. So, I, I like to do this every year. So, Akamanto... Is a little bit different from other fucking Chilla's Art games, where Chilla's Art was like, I mentioned them earlier on the podcast, I don't know if you remember right. last year, um, where basically it was like, there was a lot of atmospheric walking games, where like you have to pick a key item and put it there, and a lot of things happen around you, mm-hmm. and my biggest thing was, well, it was very pretty, but it wasn't exactly very heart-pumping, there's no threat. Well, I learned why there's no threat in those games, because Akamanto was made before all those games, and that game has two threats. Mm. Actually, three, four threats. So the plot, the premise of this game is, is that you are a high schooler in Japan. (laughs) Shocker. Shocker. A very unique premise. Um, But you're locked in the school after hours by some bullies, right? And your task is essentially to go get something from the principal's office, I think. And escape, I imagine. Yeah, but the biggest thing is to escape because they've locked you in there. But when you get in there, you realize that there's a ghost and a fucking serial killer in there. And they're working together. What? So okay. this, it, like the plot of the Frighteners. <laughs> is that re- oh, is that really? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay, because the idea is, is that the killer stalks the halls, but the ghost can go through walls and shit sure. to find you and summon the killer to make a portal to go to you. It's okay. That's where it becomes a little bit too much. Because if the killer was just stalking the, the the halls, that's fine. That's not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. But it will teleport to you the minute the ghost even sees you. So it's like, get the fuck out of here. And he just, there's a loud noise as it just shanks you over and over again, running full force at you. It's fucking terrifying. Is this the same guy that did the God is coming? No, that's Squirrel Stapler. Uh. That's Dread X. Um, but no, it's it's kind of got that same kind of puppet combo-esque vibe of running. Because when you said the loud noise, I was like, oh shit, yes. it's like the God is here thing. Yes, yes. A lot of indie games do that though. They're really good with sound design, but sometimes they just blare it too loud. And right. I'm like, no, please back it up a bit. So Here's the last thing I want to mention about Akamanto and what's the funniest part of this story. I played this game for six hours, okay? Oh, my God. I wanted to beat this game so fucking bad, but I kept dying. And when you die in this game, you start from the very beginning. 
start the entire thing from the first point when you come in. And there's a lot of shit to do, a lot of steps, and these monsters can kill you pretty quickly. So I'm walking around in this fucking school and it's pitch goddamn dark. And whenever, like, all you could see are the edges of the walls and some of the floor. The only thing that can help you light your way is an aerosol can that, that shoots out neon things. That's what I found anyway. So I'm walking through these halls and I don't know when the killer's in front of me, so I end up eventually sneaking up on him and getting shanked. And okay. when I get shanked, the screen has this red text that appears to warn you about the killer, but it's so fucking obnoxious over the blackness that you can't see shit. So you're just wandering, right. running your face into walls until he kills you, and then boom, you gotta start over from the beginning. I got to the very last goddamn step of this game, like the last area of the game, and I kept dying right there, and I said, fuck it, I'm sorry guys, I wanted to beat it, but I just couldn't. I don't know, we'll try it again. Guess what I found out immediately afterward? What? In the first room, there is a drawer. In the drawer, in this corner of the room, is a lighter. So the aerosol can can be a flamethrower? I like your thinking. I like your thinking a lot, but no. It's that the lighter is the light source that oh. I'm missing. I was using a very dim aerosol can that wasn't a light source, but they had a goddamn flashlight in the game in the form of a lighter. So that would have solved so many problems. I spent six hours fumbling around in the goddamn dark. Well, was it Chris's lighter? I, well, I hope it's not his blood, at the very least. Oh, but in any I case, hope it's not Chris's blood. he's my old partner, you know. Um, anyway, so then the last thing on my recents, and this is it, I promise. Um, so I'm continuing my, my eShop uh, dollar diving. Okay. So I'm having a lot of fun doing that. I bought a lot of games. Uh, fucking, I wish I made a list of them right now, but I didn't. But I'll tell you about one that I know right this second. Is it um, that PS2 looking one that you were showing me earlier? Yes. So there's a game called Le Grand Legacy. I'm really enjoying this game because it really feels like a, uh, like there's, it feels like a classic PS1 RPG, like Legend of Dragoon. Okay. Where there is a, a drawn environments and you're a 3D model running across them. Sure. Very gorgeous environments, too. And when you're in battle, you have to do timing mini games to do the attack. So it's a little bit like Dragoon, but it's not as rhythmic as Dragoon, right. which is my one complaint with it. But overall, the cutscenes, the way you move through the map, it feels and it harkens to a traditional, like, RPG, you know what I mean? And I, I really got that feeling of wandering through these big, open, beautiful maps. Either way, and they're not just hallways is my biggest thing here. Because a lot mm -hmm. of the modern RPGs is just hallway, 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 hallway. Sure. Um, but here's the, the premise real quick. I think this is actually very unique for an RPG. Whereas more often it's like, oh no, the main character's village was destroyed while he was gone. And he has to do the thing. That's, that's literally what even happens in Dragoon. It's not a spoiler. It's within the first two minutes. Um, so in this game, you play as a guy who they just found randomly in some city, like in an alleyway, and he's, he got captured into the slave trade and he's put into like an arena coliseum and he survives the first round because he has this hidden ability in him. That's the generic aspect, RPG, whatever. But, um, but he survives that Chosen round. Chosen one! Yes, essentially. But he has some firepower of some sort and, um, he ends up getting bought by an old man who sees him in the arena because okay. he needs an escort, not in that regard, but an escort through the desert. 
um, because he just needs defense because he needs someone to bodyguard him through this very dangerous, dangerous desert with bandits. So I'm like, all right, this is kind of an interesting start to an RPG. I'm actually kind of a, a, a freed slave that's kind of making his own adventure with this mysterious old guy who's not exactly like just Gandalf. The, he's a little bit more Gandalf the graying it than just like a, oh, I'm a clumsy old man. Like that archetype is everywhere in fucking RPGs where the yeah. old man is just clumsy. I'm tired of it. P- old people can be capable too, God damn it. But regardless, well, the go, East I has wrote, a lot of ageism. So, I get, but which is weird, right? They respect their elders. Like people respect their elders. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but there's a, there's a connection between like eld- being elderly and frail. <laughs> right, but in a world of magic, no, I think there's I, ways I around agree. it, you know. Uncle Iroh. You can do it. You can do it. But anyway, the big thing that I want to say in the story and where I'll end it is that in the desert, you get jumped by bandits. And your first thing is, all right, me and the old man, we take him out whatever. And then the old man like you that's not what happens. You get taken down very fast in like a you have to lose battle and the old man manages to fight them off but he ends up dying. So he's dead and he's like you have to continue on my mission on why I even brought you here. Bring this herb to my daughter and it's like okay I wasn't expecting the old man to die so fast. So now it kind of becomes Fist of the North Star almost. Ah. It's, it, well, okay, maybe it's not as unique, but I was genuinely like, okay, like this isn't the same exact story. This is different. Yeah, that's cool. So I'm really digging it. There's limit breaks. There's um, different weaknesses. I like how you just said that it's unique, and then you go into limit breaks. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. They have additions. Um, they, ha- they have a lot of different things, okay? Yeah. And I really dig it. And that is uh, how I'm going to end my recents. Okay. Do you mind if I go for it? Go a little bit, just only a little, little bit. bit, only just a little, little bit, because I just think you and I need to talk about what we finished oh, finally. Each other, uh, last <laughs> finally. No, we do that you guys every other. Suck. We do that every Thursday. <laughs> no, we just take our time, George. Uh, uh-huh. We finished Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yeah, nice. It took us fucking forever, mostly because timing and shit. We usually have to play a few rounds of Hunt, and then when there's no one else, hey, let's play Youngblood. Mm. I think you and I both agree this game is a solid 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, though, that still means it's above average. Right. The average is, is five. just above average. Mm-hmm. It's uh, We immediately deleted it after beating it. I don't think I'm going to go back to touching this again. It came out two years ago. It kind of leaves it open for some DLC that never came. Right. Or, Maybe you know, some... Who knows? Whatever, but we haven't heard dick. Yeah. And I kind of feel it's a little too repetitive to really enjoy. Uh, Particularly, the game falls on very much so the the sisters. The protags are great. They carry the fucking game. Yeah. Mm. The the entire game is carried on their charisma. A hundred percent. And they are very fun. Like, as a good FPS should. However... If you take a little too long looking for all the collectibles, there are so many fucking collectibles in this game. If you go through looking for all the collectibles, the sisters will repeat some dialogue. I figured out that one is because that's an actual landmark trigger. Oh, That line that we kept hearing over and over again was because of entering that one room that we keep backpedaling on because we were looking for how to get into that laser grid. Right. It, anyway. If I may, really quick, just because yes. that brings up a really good point. Um, 
collectibles, right? Yes. One of the biggest reasons, like, because I said I'm getting kind of tired of mainstream games in this way, is because okay. they took something I they take things that I enjoy and then make them like a slog grind to right. do. So like collectibles used to be fun. Like you'd find a good amount. Like Banjo Kazooie is a great example of like fun collectibles. There's a set number of them in each thing, and it's it's. It's organized. Where then you move to something like, let's say, example from Super Mario 64 to freaking um, Odyssey. You go from like six stars in a match to like or a world to like 30. And it just becomes like, oh, I found one. Oh, I found one. It's not a fun search anymore. It's just like, this is too much now. Now it becomes busy work. Is that how it felt? So in this game, you I was collect... asking the dude. Too bad. No, no, no. In this game, you collect 3D glasses, which unlock player models. Right. Uh, you unlock. Uh, you you also cassette tapes. Yeah, and VHS. Cassette tapes, VHS tapes. You also have to look for floppy disks that have codes on them. Okay. Which then you you decrypt those codes and you use those codes to unlock red boxes, and those red boxes have concept art in them. Uh, I, are we missing something? We're missing um the readables, a bunch of lore. Oh yeah, like just in readables. But that's yeah. So those are the main collectibles that are throughout the game. It just seems not really focused on the fun aspect. Is it more about oh look how much things we yeah, have? Yeah. Look yeah, how many things we there have. There is definitely padding here. <clears throat> yeah, like uh, it really wants you to go. <coughs> there, there are doors. <laughs> this one's Bethesda, so close. This oh, one it. has doors that we have to continuously because it's a quasi open world. Yeah, mm. there's like these big maps. You can go back and forth to it from this hub world. Well, and every time you go back. With a new gun that you unlock, you can open a new door. Yeah, but it's for more of the in-game currency. Which is that? So that's where it varies from like previous Wolfenstein's to this one. Mm. Is that this? So the previous Wolfenstein's were all linear games. Uh, this uh, this is a a it's an online service game, and because of that, you have like daily, weekly missions. You also have like just mm. random side missions that can pop up. So it's a little more sandboxy. But as a result, for me, it felt a little more scattered. Yeah, because it felt it didn't feel as like as clean a an experience. Genres don't always blend perfectly. So that being said, uh, I like the physics of the game. I like the way the girls move. I like mm. the way the girls interact. Uh, for the most part, without the exception of a few glitches here and there, I really like most of their animations. Mm -hmm. Um. We had an issue also, and this is something that I feel hurts most games. This incredibly difficult final boss. Until we figured it out. because <laughs> Okay, so in this game, there are pep systems. We've talked about this before, where the sisters, uh, you press up on the D-pad, <clears throat> and the sister, you know, one sister will go to the other and be like, you know, do a hand motion like the devil horns or whatever, and both of you get... Plus 25 armor. You're For so example. encouraging to your sibling. You make them harder to kill. I love right. Uh -huh. <laughs> so James and I, there's a bunch of upgrades in the game. There's upgrades for your guns, upgrades for your character, and upgrades for your pepses. Damn it. I was going to say brotherly buffs, but they're not brothers. Nope. No. Like, sisterly saps, but saps. Hmm, like saps, like the opposite of buff. But they're not saps. But I'm just. <sighs> anyway. Hashtag. So, <laughs> no. no hashtag. So that one's a bad one. Um. So, I found one <clears throat> that gives you max armor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds a little OP, right? And you could recharge it to the point where it recharges the little pep meter. Very quickly. Like three seconds. Okay. In the middle of a fight, that's amazing. But James's, 
is one that is like god tier broken why would you switch to any of the others and there's like 20 so there's a there's a good amount oh yeah there's a good amount but this one so to illustrate how different how how overpowered this is we were Mm. doing the the final boss fight and we were on that for an hour yeah on an hour and then finally adrian was like all right dude look i'm just gonna take out the dual smgs activate your pep and i'm just gonna go at him with we 120 rounds. And melted him in a second. It literally took about two seconds to kill the boss's final form. Okay. Because the pep is quad damage for four seconds. Okay. So, so just use a rocket launcher and it's done. There, we, there isn't, isn't any. Launcher. But ah. still, but still, at that point, it's like... But the boss fight is incredibly difficult and like if overwhelming. If you don't have that pep, yeah. I don't see how you win that fight. Hmm. Someone's done it taking no damage, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure, but fuck them. Uh, <laughs> right, but I don't have that time. Fuck you. I got so, way too many games. Overall, I enjoyed to? playing it. Same here. We had we had fun together playing it, yeah. and we did a lot. We got to kill a lot of Nazis. We no Hitler statue survived. Part. That's right. We killed nice. all the Hitler statues. <laughs> That's wicked. I like that. Um, and if it you know if it was a Nazi, if it spoke German, we killed it. That's right. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. If it spoke. Racist German, we killed. There we Nazi. go. Uh, if it spoke Nazi, hey, it died. Oktoberfest is still fun. Let's not. Not in this I... world. Well, well, not in there. No, I'm sure not. Um, <laughs> overall, uh, I I would like to see where it goes from here. I want to know where it goes because the story leaves it open ended. The character moments are for sure the best parts of the game. 100%. Because also, well, the the whole so what the girls are doing, by the way, is they're looking for their dad. They're looking for BJ, the protagonist. So you're telling me the girls are looking for For BJ's. BJ's. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, they're looking for their father, BJ Blaskowitz, Mm -hmm. Terror Billy, if you will. Okay. Uh, That's his nickname for the Germans. Yeah, that's what the Germans call him, Terror Billy. Uh, Mm. But anyway, so that's their their driving force. So the family, like in the beginning of the game, their family moments and all that. Mm. It's it. A lot of the a lot of the charm of the game definitely comes from that. Hmm. And it is enjoyable. It's really cool. There, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you know, there's a moment towards the end of the game that it's just cool. Like it's a very like, oh, that's dope. I do want to play Wolfenstein at some point. Um, I have, I have the, I have the two. They're also on on Game Pass. Well, I don't have Game Pass. You can get. I'll talk to you about. I I just figured out how to get two months of Game Pass for two dollars. It's pretty fun. Um. So. I've also been watching What We Do in the Shadow Season 3. Yes! Which is by far killing it this season. Yes. I, I have been like gut-bustingly laughing. So good. And I'm fine with this uh, friendship that's blossoming between Colin Robinson and Laszlo. Oh, yeah. I did not anticipate yeah. that. But I'm I'm here for that. Um, so we talked last week about Insurgency. Uh, uh-huh. that I got to play and that you keep blue screening on yep. and I'm playing now and I found a mode that I'm like 15 and two in, in terms of wins, because I only play objective. I don't care about, uh, kills, deaths and all that. I usually play objective. Of course you still care, but mm-hmm. I mostly play objective and my boy, I'm like five for 17 in terms of KDA but I number one because I'm playing objective. He's like, bro, you're carrying us. I'm like, yeah, because everyone's focused on killing. You fucking idiot. It's the same thing with Dead by Daylight and fucking people going only for hook saves instead of doing generators. Mm. You'd be oh. surprised how far you get just by sticking to generators, and that's it. Uh, play Dead by Daylight. Speaking you of your blue screens with insurgency, I've been fucking pissed at aliens. 
Because there's a horde mode that you unlock when you beat the game. I've been pissed at aliens too. Why won't they come down here already? <laughs> so Someone and, said that aliens drive by Earth and go, ew, the ghetto, and leave. Wow. I mean, you're I right, saw that TikTok though. too. <laughs> so Fireteam Elite has a, a horde mode that you get when you defeat the campaign, and it's crashed on me every time I played that fucking thing. Hmm. And Love I'm pissed, that. man. What the fuck? And uh, let's see. This is my last recent. Last night, I watched Venom 2. Nice. No, it wasn't. Oh, not nice? I'm so no, not nice. This. It is a solid 3 out of 10 for me. Wow, that is Ugh. very low. Maybe a 2. Because really, the only character that has any depth, any emotion, any, any, any charisma is Venom itself, the symbiote. I love I I will stand that that symbiote all day. That that make that makes me want to read Venom comics. Literally everyone else is pure caca. Fucking Woody Harrelson is doing a fucking Jared Leto uh Joker from Squad with a poem fetish. Oh god. There are characters here that I don't understand. The movie is set in San Francisco. There's a cop character who's played by a British man that I've seen in other British movies. And he is doing the thickest Bostonian cop accent. Like Jimmy McNulty from The Wire, but like to the to 11. Like, mm. you're in San Francisco. Why are cops talking like they're in Boston? This isn't that. Uh, everyone else know. is one-dimensional. They didn't provide anything. I didn't care for it. There is an after credit scene. Uh, people liked it. Uh, it is a little confusing because they just thrust you in there. But uh, but other than that, I don't really recommend this. I'm very sad to say because Andy Serkis, who's a tremendous performer, directed this movie. And there is some really bad direction here. I fucking hated some of the framing of the shots. Um, Tom Hardy, man. What the fuck? His American accent comes and goes, bro. <laughs> And it sounds like bad direction more than anything. Yeah, no, it's, it's was the officer's name Pat Mulligan? Yes. No shit. Yes. I'm not saying I'm not saying it. Okay. But I we both know who that is. Yeah, that's interesting though. Um, Would have the movie have been better if they used four non blondes? Yes. Actually, yeah. Because I mean, what's going on, right? It can uh, it's used for any movie, really. Moving I on. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh lastly before this this is something I have a bone to pick with. Okay. Ha, ha. Um let me borrow your bone butt for a second. It's my bone box, my friend. Bone box, whatever. <laughs> my bone butt. The Dune trailer came out. Mm. It is the worst fucking trailer I've ever seen cuz it spoils the entire plot and tells you what happens in the movie. It is 2 minutes 30 seconds of just everything you're going to watch and I fucking hate that mm -hmm. it is so much that by comparison for example resident evil which showed a little too little because it's so juxtapositioned where you don't know exactly what's oh. happening in the plot i mean they the dune the dune trailer tells you shows you act one two and three Damn. it shows you the entire fucking film i mean so does the Resident Evil trailer, but it has I don't two huge stories. You don't know which one's the beginning and end just because there's one end. I'm just saying from, from my experience mm -hmm. as a, as a, 
I don't want to say a seasoned movie watcher, I guess. I'm more interested in the Resident Evil trailer because it doesn't tell me a lot. It leaves me asking questions versus the Dune trailer, which gives me answers to questions I didn't even ask yet. Yeah. That's the difference here. And that's the problem I have with trailers. I'm with James. Fan Freaks podcast endorses no trailer watching. I mean, James isn't the only one. I don't also watch trailers to things. Yeah, I've you learned better. media. So, but James. Within, <laughs> oh, within, my God. Fan Freaks, I was the first to be like, I don't watch trailers. No, it's because no one asked me. No, it's because you weren't around. <laughs> oh, well, then? Okay. Yes. I didn't realize you meant then, then. Okay, yes. But still, like, I try not to as well, unless it's no, something I stupid. I, I fully endorse that, man. I just, I fucking. Anywho. I uh, fucking hated that trailer. Announcements are fine, though. I've got my usual reasons. Nothing new. Hunt. Uh, hu- yeah, Hunt. All that stuff. What we do in the shadows. Fantastic. Uh, I'm still... Uh, I still haven't finished it, but we're, we've are we enjoyed the episodes we've watched of Star Wars Visions. They're really cool. Some of them are cute. It's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Doom Patrol is awesome this season. Yes. Fuck. It's fucking weird. Yep. This might be weirder than season one, but it's awesome. I like it a but lot. But that's, that's what you want from Doom Patrol, oh, I, would, I would argue. Lean hard into the weird. Um, yeah, I I, the, 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 I like that this show is consistent in its delivery of like quality entertainment. Um, but beyond that, I've also started replaying Undertale. Wow, that's a game that... Wait, so hold on. What run? What? What run? Ah, uh, Pacifist. That wasn't your first run? It was. But I've already done all the runs before. So you're do oh, okay. So see that that's the thing with Undertale. It's a fantastic game, but I don't ever see me replaying it. Really? Espe- especially because of the game's ending. There's a I can't say, I but know. there's reasons why I you wouldn't. That's that's why I replayed it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Shh. I know. Well, you have okay. a spoiler buffer. You I, just- I could. Yeah. I mean, holy. All right. <laughs> uh, but. So aside from which I'm not gonna run, say yeah okay. yeah aside from which run I'm doing, uh, it did unlock a core memory for me. Okay. Uh, which is for my first time playing the game, I did something that I'm sure a lot of people do, and I've never been more scared of a character than I was a Flowey. Oh, he has such a good theme. Sorry. But if you remember early on in the game, you are presented with a conundrum. You are fighting somebody. And you can choose to either do this one way or the other. Uh-huh. If you do it a particular way, you might feel a certain amount of guilt. Right. And if you might then be uh, tempted to reload your save and do it the other way instead. Uh-huh. But if you do that, Flowey goes, I know what you did. No, you game. couldn't deal with your guilt. And the first time that happened to me, I was like, oh, this is psychomantis level shit. This is like, dude. You people talk about the code for Undertale. Oh yeah. Like, like professional game designers do not understand it. It is a hodgepodge of things referencing each other just to make this work. Yeah. It is a ball of string. Okay, and that's why it took so long to get to consoles and shit because they had to like program that. So the game is aware of a lot of things yeah, you do. It's like, awesome. I, I so moments. Did you like ever that, stream it? No, no, I played... I'm glad I did Undertale on my own. That sounds like a nightmare to fucking stream because of how the game works yeah. in some areas, so... But I thoroughly... Uh, it, it, it definitely makes that game memorable for me, so I'm happy to be replaying it. Did you know Anna Managuchi, uh covered it at a concert recently? 
the the Undertale soundtrack. That's cool. They did Hopes and Dreams, which is that's, like the big thing yeah, at the yeah. end. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I like that. Also, Undertale, like amazing soundtrack. Like mm. one of the best chiptune soundtracks I've ever fucking heard. Asgore is one of my favorite themes of all time. Anyway, there. Uh, I've also rewatched uh, all of the modern Bond movies this week. In preparation oh, for the No Craig Time movies. to Die. Yes, the Craig movies. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, James and I and Papa Jim, Papa, Papa, Papa Rude. Rude, and I are all going to watch the new Bond movie next week. Mm-hmm. I, Don't I, spoil I feel, it. I feel something big in Bond on the horizon for us. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're going to do something or the stream is. I just feel it somewhere. So, But that is it. For but are reasons. you talking about, like, Bondage? <laughs> and why not both? <laughs> He does that in the fucking Spectre. But if it's okay with you guys, I'll just go ahead and jump right into my news. Sure. Sure. Was that it for your reasons? That is it for my reasons. Oh, okay. A whole lot. Uh, so, uh, a big piece of news that we should talk about is... So, here's the problem with this headline. Superman comes out as bisexual. I read this, yes. So, here's the problem. You got people like Dean Kane coming out saying shit like... Uh, Superman coming out as bisexual isn't a bold or brave decision. You have a lot of people who just aren't reading the fucking articles because it's not Superman. It's not Clark Kent. It's Jonathan Kent. It's It's his son. son. It's the new Superman. But they're purposely wording it that way just to get people to click on it. Yes, the headlines are stupid. I I will say this. It's it's a pretty... I, I, I hate, for lack of a better word, popular misnomer because about a month ago or two months ago, John Kent was decided to be the new Superman. Right. Clark's taking some time off or he's off in space. Right. I haven't read. I don't know exactly where the fuck Clark is, but John is the Superman of Earth. For right and now, And Clark yeah. has left it in his hands. Yeah. So technically he is Superman right yes, now. Yes, but he's not what people are upset about. People are thinking it's Clark being turned bisexual. Which, I mean, isn't anything new as well because of pink kryptonite? So, <laughs> well, that's a like, whole other thing, yeah. That's saying, a whole like, this, other thing. This is not even an out... Like, who cares? I, like, I am going to tell you, as the de facto Superman fan of the sure. three of us, I'm fine with John being gay. Yeah. I'm, I mean, bisexual. I'm fine with him accepting this truth. I'm fine with it. I love the fact that it happened on National Coming Out Day. Happy National Coming Out Day for anybody out mm-hmm. there. Um, we endorse you. We support you. Rip and your closet I support doors off. John Kent. I feel this is. I feel this is good. Recently, we also had Tim Drake, Robin, Tim Drake. also come out as bisexual. Yep. So this is all good. This is good. I don't see. We get more representation for people out there that that's actually popular. But if I may, like even the people who are outraged not. by these things, I don't care. Even the people who are outraged by these things, it's like comic books move so fast. Like, wouldn't there already be another iteration of this character in like two years who's got <laughs> a whole other thing? Like, th- this isn't like some definitive thing that like once this one character trait of a character is set in stone, it's there forever. Shit, Comic books bro, is everywhere. Everybody's talking shit about John Kent, but let's not even pretend that Dokken, the son of Wolverine, didn't fuck anything that moved. It's true. That just, motherfucker I- was pan or just I don't I don't even know. Agreed. I just see just it as a li- as a nifty new character arc and yeah. that's all it is. There's really not a, a big like set in stone cementing thing here. No, but homophobia. I guess. <laughs> no, also, it's touching my peas and potatoes. Can, can we decide now on air 
Can we just never mention Dean Kane again? Like, let's put him in the tool shed with fucking uh, Kevin Sorbo and just never mention them sure. again. Sure. All right. Any Dean that we reference has to be Dean Martin. Sure. Or Winchester. We need... oh, okay, or fine. All right. I'll take that one, too. That's the only one that'll match up to Dino. Uh, I did not know you liked Dean Martin this I much. I love fucking Dean love Dean Martin. I grew love up it. with him. Sorry. <laughs> Same. Like, uh, but you're too far. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Gorgeous song. Come so I want to talk about this because I'm fucking tired of Andrew Garfield playing with my fucking emotions. Uh-huh. I'm very done. Oh, we, we're getting to that Just 4K for video? Uh, no. God fucking A. It's Just so much worse Just wait for the that. movie. Who cares anymore? Just wait. No. Like at this point, like it's so like, I just want to know. Okay. Who, do so you want to know, know? Do you really want to know? Or yes. do you love this no, no, mystery? No. no, I really don't. You, like, can, I'm, I'm you getting can't frustrated. handle the truth. Fine. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, there's a lot of cross information as to whether or not Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is actually in No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is, came from early rumors to then there were set photos of like, well, first we had set photos of uh, original MJ. Uh, Kristen Dunst. Uh, Kristen Dunst. Mary Kristen Dunst on set, which implies Tobey Maguire is on there. Uh, then we also had uh, rumors. Then we also had sightings of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man stunt double scene on set. Uh, but then he hit. I talked about this. He hit the talk show circuit hard for saying, one of like, his movies with uh, for Tammy Faye Baker yeah. or whatever. And like he literally said shit like, "Well, they didn't fucking call me." Like he was very like. It didn't seem like a PR script. You get me? Right. It's He seemed very genuine. But then a photo came out of him on the set of uh, of the movie. But then someone claimed the photo was a deepfake. But then someone analyzed the proof of the deepfake and found out that the deepfake wasn't, the proof wasn't real. <sighs> when is the movie coming out? December. And now, yeah. <laughs> and now, if you go to the Russian website... Oh Russian my God. website. This is where we're going. The, wait, the Russian website for Skittles. <laughs> Hang on, I, bro. I don't know. Well, listen, right. He's off if, the deep end if now. You, if you if you go to the Russian website for Skittles, they're currently man. having a No Way Home prom, uh, promotional for on Skittles. And if you go, it's distinct art of Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Obviously photoshopped by the Russian government. It's like, man, I don't fucking know anymore. But like, you know what fuck. this feels like? This feels like the Pepe Silvia scene from Char- with Charlie Day from say. Always Sunny. Can we talk? Can we talk about the Spider Man man? Yeah. Can we talk about Spider Man? Agreed. Andrew Garfield is an Andrew Garfield, and over here, Andrew Garfield. Uh, and Andrew it, Garfield isn't in the movie. <laughs> but he's but on the cast list. Mail. All right. Uh, and in the latest update from Curmudgeony Old Men, the created things that we love. Uh, Sir Ridley Scott says that Noah Hawley's TV series will never be as good as the first film. That's nice. Shut the fuck up. No what? That uh, Noah Hawley is the director of the Aliens uh, series that's coming out. There's an Alien show yeah. coming out? Oh, tight. Uh, and well, anything's better than fucking uh, Covenant. Fuck off. And Ridley Scott says uh, it'll never be as good as the first movie. That's fuck nice. Fuck off. Ridley, shut the fuck up. The first movie isn't even as good I'm, as the I'm second sh- movie. What? Like, what a weird hyper like statement to make. Just like he's full of himself. He is. Uh, okay. He's Alan Moore. It's the same as all those people. It's uh, a anyway. good movie, but it's uh, right. We officially got our casting for Adam Warlock for Guardians Three. Will Poulter. For those that don't know, he's not really like a big name actor. He's not. I, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I, it's a, it's a natural redhead. 
I yeah. think I'm gonna like this one more. I think they're gonna tone... what Guardians three? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think they're gonna tone down the eighty shit, and I will actually like this one a lot more. I feel I feel this one's just gonna go balls to the wall like craziness. Like Gun's gonna be like, I'm fired after this. Fuck you. <laughs> or like <laughs> I quit after this. Who did I- Ragnarok? Uh, Taika Waititi. Okay, never mind. Who they're Biffles? So yeah, because it's very fun, both of them. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some of these really quick. Madonna confirmed the rumor that she turned down the role of Catwoman, which eventually went to Michelle Pfeiffer. So let's say Universal, thank you to Madonna. Thanks, uh, Madonna. <laughs> uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, his one of his next project, Oppenheimer, set to come out in 2023, starring Cillian Murphy as the titular role. Great, great fucking super pick. here for it. Awesome. I'm going to cry, aren't I? Uh, we got, maybe, uh, we got the first look of the Autobot and TerrorCon vehicle alt modes for uh, for the next Transformers movies, Rise of the Beasts. Got it. How Looks many dope. movies are there now? Like, seven Transformers movies? So. Hold on. Uh, Does it reach Resident Evil? It's Nia? either six no, or seven. This is six. I think this is six. Oh, you're getting close to Resi. Yeah, agreed. And Saw. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this is seven. Sorry. Uh... Da- uh, Daniel Craig says that the what we know as the Bond girl is no longer a thing, at least while he's Bond. That the classic concept of like the arm candy Bond girl doesn't exist anymore. Well, okay, because arm candy, sure, but there should still be like a love interest or some. These are still like sima- uh, sim- cinematic, cinematic tropes? like building know, blocks. These are re- tropes. Sure, but they Skyfall but didn't really have in- a love interest. Uh, didn't it? Okay, I'm not going to say anything because that's a spoiler. We, but, could, we could argue Money Penny's always a love interest. But, no, I feel like they've clearly got just a relationship of I'm respect not saying in, this, in you, Daniel Craig. You have to do a love interest. I'm just saying that it's a trope, but it's not always a bad trope. It sure. can be done right. Um, we got an official poster for Scream 5, for those of you who like I'm ex- that. I forgot about that. I'm excited for that. That's nice. It's just called Scream, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's Scream 5. I think it's just Scream. Well, okay. You is it so. the fucking kids? Oh, yeah, it is Scream. I don't know if it's a remake or not. I have no idea. It, if Nev Campbell's in it, she's got my money. That uh, one we could do no wrong. This is just would be great casting, but uh, there's been apparently like a fan cast uh, call for John Bernthal to be the MCU's Wolverine. Uh, he said this. Uh, uh, no, don't look, ask. So the criteria in which I sort of decide what I'm doing next is does the script move me? Who am I working with? Who is the filmmaker? And is that somebody I'm dying to work with? I'm going to hold on to that moving forward no matter what that is. That's it. That's Just, fair. Yeah. But there's also a bunch of rumors of him albeit not Punisher. yeah that he's that the Netflix crew is coming back. Yeah. Bring back Mike Coulter please. Thank you. Luke Cage was was pretty good, but yeah, Finn Jones could go die in a fight. Yeah, agreed. That was a very smart. And the last thing, thing I want to well. talk about and this is the I'm conflicted on this. Uh and it's we got our first look at Timothy Chalamet Wonka. as Willy Wonka in oh, the I saw Wonka this. movie. Yes. Who looks more like Johnny Depp's Wonka. I don't think that's no. true. He no. looks, for me, he looks more like... No, I think he, he looks like a young um, uh, Gene Hackman. G- he looks like Gene Hackman. Maybe. Yeah, young. Because it's even the same kind of clothes. He, he reminds me a lot of the Fantastic Beast guy a little bit. Uh... Oh, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, thank you. Yeah. Who you love making fun of. Yes. Who I love making fun of, so this will be fun. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, I don't I don't know if I, I, I ever would have Also, asked. hats off to Timothy, because he's doing Dune and he's doing Wonka. Good yeah. for you, bud. Well, Dune's about to come out. Dune's pretty much done. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's... Yeah, he's, no, back oh, yeah. to back is the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, yes. like, good for you. Um, I don't know if this is a movie I ever would have asked for. 
what a Wonka origin story? Yeah, a Wonka origin story? We got a Wonka origin story. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. They felt the need to explain that nonsense. Because, you know, as you agree, having explanations of every little detail well, is very important. In in the Johnny Depp one, they uh-huh. went into this whole thing about where oh, they found yeah, yeah, the goddamn yeah. Oompa Loompas. Right, right, right. It was unnecessary as fuck. But, well, that whole movie was unnecessary. Um, Dude, that, what a waste. Fucking, uh, um, but, what's this? Tell me here. Who? Fucking composer, Danny Elfman. What a waste. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yes. Uh, I kind of hope they play this a little serious. Okay. Like, like I the ca- kids actually die? Well, no, man. <laughs> I'd love no, that. Like, like I, I, I think it'd be kind of cool if this was like a very serious, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Adaptation? Like, industry, like, like cutthroat industry type movie, you know, where he's like actually fighting for like his competitors and it's shit like that. In a movie about the yes. whimsical joy of chocolate yes. and how oh, like mm. I want this to be like a Nikola versus te- like a uh, Tesla versus what the fuck was it called? No, you it was uh, oh the current war with uh, yeah Nikola cur- Tesla versus uh, Thomas Edison. Edison, and- yeah, the it's Edison working, versus though. Tesla. We already we're forgetting Edison as we speak. It's working. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want it to be like this Edison versus Tesla thing. Where it feels kind of like serious and cutthroat, and then like he just turns it into this like, come with me. Like I want, I kind of want that as an alternate, just like retelling. Sure, like why not? Like a different way to do yeah. it. Sure, but if I don't know if I'd like to see that because you take like the basic meaning of the film, like the the, the inner wonderment of being a child and yeah. candy, and that's has nothing no, to but do see, with that's that. My point. My point is that like. He exists in this hyper-competitive, industrialized world. Right. And he wants to bring the joy back into it. But in order to do that, he has to play their game. He has to win. He has to outdo the competition. I think the movie does that well on its own. I don't give a fuck for this movie. Okay, that's fair. But more more likely than not, if it's on HBO, I'll probably watch it. Hmm. Uh, And then... I don't know if I should have talked about this in recents or news. This probably should have been recents, but I'm just going to briefly talk about uh, the Dave Chappelle special. Oh, okay. Um, It's left a really bad taste in my mouth. And Dave says that he's done making these kind of jokes and he's going to go away for a while. I'd be okay with him just going away. I, I Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm done. 37 minutes out of a one-hour special were spent with jokes about a specific marginalized group. And then the special ends with what, in my opinion, is a very obvious case of tokenism. It's him using somebody's story to try to alleviate... It's damage control to alleviate the blow on himself, and it disgusted me. So, for Mm. me, personally, I'm not saying my views reflect those of fan freaks at large... I'm pretty much done with Mr. Chappelle as a whole. I mean, which I, is a shame because I've I've been a big fan of his for a long time. I mean, you, it's true. I mean, we also have our own opinions. I mean, do you have anything you want to say about it, dude? I don't feel uh, comfortable talking about that marginalized group that he made fun of because I don't know enough of their plight. I don't know. I can't imagine how much they have suffered. I feel that I'm pretty naive. In that, well, in knowing that, that alone would already give you more of a leg up than Dave Chappelle, who obviously didn't think right? that. But the problem, and... the problem is, I'm a comic. I'm, 
I'm a failed comedian, but I am a comedian. That's a unique You're brother. very funny to look at. I agree. Damn. What the hell, George? Was that really so cutthroat <laughs> to you? Jesus, I just said he was funny looking. Watch out. I may call him a poopy head next. Anyway, um, I agree with you, actually. I will always defend a comedian's right to say what they feel they need to say. Do I think, do I think if I get four, an asterisk on that? Go ahead. four specials of the same type of jokes work? No, no. I mean, I wouldn't have done that. That kind of uh, ruins the word special. <laughs> I, look, as, as I also agree with you. It's like, it's a comedian. You know what I right. mean? Like, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And the age old adage. Uh, when everybody talks about freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Yes, freedom of speech, but you don't have freedom of consequence. That's the whole thing here, because sure. this is where I come in, and I basically say, like, he's allowed to say whatever extreme, you know, shock value shit he wants, but if no one finds it funny, then what's the point? You did but not work it in a way that was, you know, comedic, and you're only hurting people, you know what I mean? There's a way to make references like sure. these and make it comedic and not actually, like, hateful there's a difference here absolutely and that's the the line you have to walk as a comedian so here here's the last thing the truly the last thing i'll say about it this special confirmed for me what i've felt for a while i think dave uh it knows that he hit the the juice has run out hmm. like dave knows that he he doesn't have the spark anymore because he doesn't care as much anymore so he's creatively bankrupt. I mean, I noticed this that in the, I la in the last show before that, he was yeah. a little bit apathetic to mm -hmm. a lot of it. So maybe that's a part of it. So I feel he's creatively bankrupt. And as a result, he is depending on outrage and turf support to keep him relevant. But again, this isn't anything new from that era as well. Like there were TV shows all about fucking but like what era? Shock... this was this year is No, point. I'm saying his previous works did sure. this before. But yes. he did it in a way that wasn't so specifically targeted and hateful. So that's, that's the difference. Yeah, that is that is the difference. That's what I'm saying like mentioning this marginalized group by itself is not a bad thing. People have a sense of humor. You can have jokes about little things in life. But when it comes to like, okay, that was just, there was no point to that. There was no. There uh, there are trans comedians that I've, I've read line. that have like, come out and supported Dave. Hmm. And there are some that genuinely find it funny. There are others that don't. Those that don't find it funny are entitled to not watch it, not support it. That's fine. Uh, there's a couple, this is also news. A couple of workers at Netflix are walking out that. No, they were fired. That's not what I've read. I've read they walked out because they don't want to support this. That, okay. That, that we have some conflicting reports. Then. Well, it is but new. I, and, I, and I'll tell you right now, Fan Freaks is not a source of accurate news. So, <laughs> no, uh, go watch the there, There's, there's. <laughs> There's things I agree with you and there's things I don't agree sure. in in terms of Chappelle's work. I will say this special, I mean, there were some parts I genuinely did laugh. There's some that I was I was just like, all right, where are you going? And uh, if you put a gun to my head, as anybody here knows, excuse me, before I say put a gun to my head. Oh, sorry, as anybody sorry. here knows, I like to talk jokes and say jokes and stuff like that. I can't remember a thing Dave said in these four specials. But I remember what he did in 2003 or 5 yep. and what he did in 98, 99. Uh, Sticks and Stones and Killing Him Softly, two of the best specials he's ever done. Oh, and the 
the parade of Chappelle show quotes that everybody delivery is a big aspect yeah. punchline. But if these, th cause comedy is subjective. I get that. Not everyone's yeah. going to find it funny, but at the same time, like this to be somewhat cleverly written. But there's something and, else and too. While you did find the Daphne Dorman part, uh -huh. tokenism. Yeah. I found it as him attacking those that he felt attacked her. And that, that for me is uh, the point. That, okay, but I but again, I would like for everybody, if you're if you're actually interested, watch it. But if you don't want to watch something like this, don't watch it. You don't need to. You're not missing some fucking grandiose piece of art. It's here. not necessarily like a big thing everyone's jumping on either. It's just yeah, it's just a thing. That's it. Anyway, is that it for your news? That is it for my news, my recents, all that shit. Very little bit here news. I got two. What do you got? Uh, season three, Amando has started filming. Yeah. Uh, started filming, and uh, this is very funny. Uh, but as you guys probably don't know, or you probably know, uh, WWE has oh. technically three wrestling shows. They right. have Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, which has turned into Thursday Night SmackDown. I don't know. And then they have their other show, which is their Wednesday show called NXT. And NXT was always thought of as the very serious, grounded wrestling. Right. Hmm. It has been rebranded. It's very colorful. It's very with with a lot of jokes and gimmicks. And apparently, it came out in a in a memo that the rebrand of NXT was geared towards children. The median age for the audience was sixty two. <laughs> to say wow. that it failed the median age to say that failed because the <laughs> the the ratings are not good <laughs> holy shit okay that's very funny to me that's great though that mean they should actually make a wrestler you, based on those Vince demographics McMahon, do you know your fucking audience because i doubt you know a wrist lock from a wrist watch you son of a bitch no uh. now have a wrestler who's 64 and so they, they can identify with the new audience this works <laughs> uh that's it for my news what do you got the the geriatric grappler, uh -huh. you know, something like that. Anyway, I'm sure it I, already I've, exists. I've seen that guy. His performance on Pornhub was great. Anyway, so I I thought you were gonna make an Undertaker joke because he's so old. But anyway, <laughs> he's retired. Okay, never mind. Um, so here are my news. Uh, turns out there's a like a dra uh, like a dragon sequel. Cool. Um, the Yakuza series, the spinoff that they were doing. It's an RPG. Yes. They're continuing the series in that direction. Um, and now I know what it's like to be part of the action trilogy fans. Because, like, you know, when Resident Evil turned action, I was like, man, this is cool, but it's not really what I like the most. And now I get to experience that from the other side, because I really like the RPG Yakuza games more than the freaking beat-em-ups. So it's just kind of weird how life works that way, huh? Um, so is it, what, like a Dragon 2? Or... We just know that it's like a Dragon 2. Like, we don't know if it's Ichiban again. We don't know anything. It's just that it is going to be this gameplay style once again. Nice. Yeah, and I'm all for it. They have so much fucking assets to use. So many assets to use. Why not? Mm -hmm. um, then the last thing on my news, which really, I'm just like, it's for Resident Evil fans. Um, if you know a game called Resident Evil Survivor for the PS1, um, it, was a, yeah. it was a first person Resident Evil game. One it of the very bad. first. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people didn't like it because it was a little bit clunky to switch from first person and shooting and whatnot. 
Um, one of the modders, one of the big modders in the Resident Evil community who I've brought upon, brought upon the show, who I've mentioned on the show several times. We um, want you on the show if, you, if you're oh willing God. to be on. Hell yes. Adon, if you want to be on the show, you'll get a whole fucking dedicated block for you. I got you. We'll put you on Eagle and Wolf. Yeah, no, seriously. Hey, you know what? We'll talk about this. Write it down. Write that down. Um, but no, so. He could be the heart key. <laughs> Bringing in the keys, I see that. So I've run um, out of metal. He is, uh, he's basically taking Resident Evil Survivor, this first-person game, and yes. re-basically engineering it to have the perspective of classic Resident Evil games. Okay. So Which it's is static, camera angles. Yes, yeah, static camera angles. So he went in there and took these pictures right. and then animated it everything within engine. So That's it's going cool. to play exactly like it does a classic Resident Evil game, but it's the story of Survivor. So can and this that. dude is doing it free. 99. But he does have a Patreon if you wish to support, which I really do, you know, highly recommend. But uh, in any case, uh, that is it for my news. I think we're all done. That is I think it. we're done. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and start mailing out hey, some uh, of these invites. What do you got on the slab there, Dr. Root? Oh. <laughs> it's my newest creation. I, I, what, why is it green? Ooh. The thunder has started. Oh, I hope the guests aren't going to be late for the party. <laughs> this is James, Dr. Rude Ramos, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast. Make sure to check us out at our Lair, the Fan Freaks Facebook page, and on Twitter. And remember, that's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. Follow us, or else. Igor, quickly! The lightning has started! Our oh. time is running out! Quickly, I need a Fez, a Star Trek blaster, and Sonic the Hedgehog shoes! Right away, Master! Yes! You know, yes! You could yes. say please sometime. It's fine, never mind. Don't start with me. One Fez, right yes. here. Very good. Here you go. One big Sonic shoe. Yes! No, I need two! Oh, one moment. Oh shit, there's a party in here! No! Quiet, you fool! Hold on! No! We're running out of time! You're harsh, you you're mellow, man. The party started in two hours. Not Quick, right now. Hoist the chains, Igor. Yes, master, right away. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Uh, someone yes. I need some yes. icy hot, please. He's Fuck alive. It's alive. Why don't you go get fucked? <laughs> Just in time for happy hour. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the show. That was my Lazlo really, <laughs> impression. Sorry. That's really good. Uh, so welcome back. We're going to be doing our uh, very special episode today. We'll be doing a very spooky episode today. Ooh. Very, very frightening. In fact, it's very monstrous because it's our dream team. We're monster doing the Monster Mash. Mash. That's right. It was a graveyard smash. We were working at the lab late one night <laughs> and we decided that we wanted to give you an eerie sight. There we go. I worked it in. I worked it in. That's my favorite. My favorite joke on Reddit is whenever because there's a subreddit called "They Did the Math." Okay. Uh, just whenever somebody does like an insane level of math for an inane reason. I already know where this is going. There is a series of subreddits that are just dedicated to then going R. They did the monster math. Uh, it and then the, I think the follow up to that it uh it was a a graph it was a graph table smash it's something like that it's a whole fucking list of just math, math puns monster mash puns yeah, math, I love it math is terrifying I agree uh -huh. um so what a dream team do we want to say what a dream team is wait, wait. no no you say it 
Okay. Um, a dream team is basically where we go ahead and try to fill in the roles of a sort of scenario. So we kind of have our own five little roles or maybe six. It kind of changes. And then we fill them all in. But this one's a monster mash because these are our monsters partying. Yeah. Yes. So for this dream team, we're doing a little bit differently because a lot of times for our dream teams, we all have the same scenario. Right. Yeah. But this time we're all hosting our own type of party. Correct. Yeah. And so our roles and the and the the way the characters behave in said roles might be a little different. Right. No. I mean, we've done some similar stuff where like we've had uh, the same topic and maybe chained the location, right. but this time the whole party Is we different. are planning it. Yep. In our own style, okay? Should we say a location or should we just say the party? It's up to you, man. It's up to uh, you. Where right. are you having who, your monster who, mash? Who should go first? Why don't you start us off, dude? All right, I'm yes, down. Be the I'm guinea down. pig. Go into the <laughs> trap first. Yeah. So I've always been partial to proms. I always like the concept. <laughs> always of prom. been partial to proms. What does that even mean? How many did you go to? Only one. Ah. Well, which way? Uh, wait, wait. Ones that he was invited to. <laughs> don't like this. He's line calling of me a pedophile. Uh, Colin uh, Robinson, kill him. You, <laughs> you brought in the prom. So. uh yeah, my prom, it, w it wasn't the best. It ended up being at IHOP. Anyway. <laughs> Sounds great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> IPROM was fantastic. Um, IPROM. <laughs> anyway, uh -huh. so I want you to picture it, if you will. It's your regular you high school gymnasium type of aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go with Enchanted under the Sea dance because I need to throw in a Back to the Future reference. So in this horror themed dance, it's actually under the sea. No, it's a, it's a it's a it's a prom for monsters, so it'd be a little on the nose for it to be horror themed. You know what God on the nose Lord. means, right, Mister? I want zombie by cranberries in the Resident Evil trailer. At least it's relevant to what's going it's on. Too relevant. It's so is what's going on. Anyway, we'll get there. No, we won't. You're right. I'm just dragging George through the fucking chats. Like, so, just, what are you, Atlas, with all this fucking school shit? This is the first time. Anyway, so. That's a new octave. Yeah, I know. So you show up. Uh-huh. And the person to take your car give you a ticket. Okay. So you have a valet. From the wrap is the mummy. He's going to make sure that your car is safe and sound and well parked. Uh -huh. I see a lot of things caught in car doors. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get around it. Uh, He'll get around. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> car drives off. He unravels like a goddamn Looney Tune. He'll get around it, but he's doing a job nobody else wants. Mostly because he can't talk back. That's so, <laughs> but you walk in through the double doors and somebody wants to take your attendance. Okay. Make sure that you're right there uh -huh. and they count every head. Is this a... Oh, you dumb... Uh, Count Dracula. I knew this. What are you, Sesame Street? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! The welcome, welcome! Come join the party! One child, two children! <laughs> ha, ha, ha! Make sure not to dance too close! That's Leave a, room for that's Jesus. A really bad <laughs> he burns your skin. Believe me. <laughs> so you get you get your little name tag, you know. It's, uh huh. You get in there, and all of a sudden you see who's there hooping and hollering and howling at the turntables. Uh -huh. It's the Wolfman. Got it. Lon Chaney just fucking turning the tables, or tables have been turning. The extra hair just adds a nice level of distortion. I just feel that with his like nail. He would be able to. <laughs> um, and to make sure that everyone has room for Jesus, 
and nobody's like <laughs> booty dancing and all that. And he likes to grab people and hug them away and move them away. Uh, good old road? Frankenstein's monster. Uh-huh. Nice. By the way, for those listening, Frankenstein is the doctor who made him. Frankenstein's monster That's is right. the actual monster. Get it fucking right. I no, I, I believe Castlevania titles him Frankenstein. Fuck you. <laughs> he does take the name Frankenstein no. in the DC comics. Well, I was gonna, I, I, there is the argument that could be made that if you considered some level of progeny, meaning that Frankenstein's monster is Frankenstein's son. Yeah, oh, you like that's adopting the argument the, name? the DC comics yeah. Frankenstein like adopting took. the name. Yeah. Right? Okay, that he that he could adopt. <laughs> that the would name, work but... if it wasn't for the fact that Frankenstein hates his creator Correct. and would never want to take his name. Correct. But see, you even just did it. What do you mean? You that Frankenstein, Frankenstein would hate his creator. creator. You just I played me. Castlevania. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, all Carry right. So, let's get Psycho Manus in here. Well, the party's been digging. Everybody's doing a graveyard the smash. Been digging. Uh-huh. We're 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 pretty good and drunk. Somebody spiked the uh the good old uh blood punch uh-huh. with mm-hmm. actual like alcohol. Uh-huh. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> what can get the monsters drunk? It depends on the monster. Aguardiente. So <laughs> Uh, blood. Ever clear. I don't know. That's what they do. Alcoholic blood. Um, yeah, I mean that works in what we they do in the shadows. Drunk guy. Yeah, exactly. They just get them smashed. It comes now to the point where we have to announce, uh-huh. as you know, for every prom uh-huh. and every reunion, uh-huh. there is a king and a queen. Okay. Hmm. And who are you shipping? The wolf man gets on the mic and he's like, yo, yo, yo. I don't know why he's doing that. <laughs> no one hired him. We don't know why he's here. <laughs> but no, we're too scared to say no. Exactly. We just let him rock the mic. And he's like, I'm here to announce your prom king, the invisible man, and your prom queen, bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein's pissed. Like, he's just angry. And then all of a sudden he sees fire and then he runs away. So And the bride of, bride of Frankenstein's pissed because she thought she got stood up. That's right. Right. But, you know. <laughs> I'm here. I'm right here. What do you mean? Give so, me the award. So you just see like a pair of shades at night walk up yeah. with a little crown and that's it. That's neat. I and like that's that. my monster mash. I okay. like that a lot. Uh, how do we want to do? Oh, for me? Go ahead. Oh, so, so generous of you. The chivalry from a Thank villain. You. All right, so here we go. Here's my monster. He's like match. an anti-villain at this point. He's not even like a true villain. You don't know. You don't know how much candy I'm stealing from children. You're doing a good deed by that point. <laughs> yeah, because it, you're it, saving it, them yeah. from early onset diabetes. I'm giving it to and- diabetics. <laughs> I like this idea that like he's trying to be villainous, but everything he does is actually good for the fucking world. It's just like I poison the water supply. Wow, this tastes amazing. Did it just cure cancer? Ah uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, so here's my monster mash. Supposed to give you I've stolen the world's supply of saw blades. Wow, deforestation has gone, gone down. down significantly. <laughs> Great job. There's a story here. Someone, there's some, there's a comic book hero here. Uh-huh. Um, all right, <clears throat> so. My monster mash is going to be, uh, if you know me, my my favorite places to have a good time or concerts. So okay. it's going to be a big concert, place where the monsters can just let loose, have like a, a monster festival. Yeah, and they can have their own monster mosh pit if they want. Who ah. knows? Uh, so let's go ahead and just run you through it, okay? If they didn't know by this point with the alliteration. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite, absolutely. Um, so uh, I'm going to just kind of guide you through as you're going through the actual like. You sure. Know, it's the same way that that the dude did. I think uh-huh. it was a very let good us way know about your wretched. Rep- so, 
you thought about that for a minute. Yeah, I did. Oh, thank you. So you go in, you get at the front, you're at the front gate, you're, uh -huh. you're fucking getting your ticket, you're showing your ticket to go inside, and the security is right there. And who is the security? Well, I didn't realize I'd be saying this one first, so it's a little interesting, so here we go. The topic was monsters, right? So I picked a lot of classic movie monsters. <laughs> My security is a combination. Huh? Of the black cat from Edgar Allan Poe, okay, and the skeleton from House on Haunted Hill that pushes that lady into the acid. <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about literary fucking. All right. It's a, first off, there's a movie. There was a movie. there's a movie. That's why oh, I the even black did this. cat. Yeah, the black right. cat and well, House on Haunted Hill, obviously. Um, but no, like <clears throat> my explanation is this: in the black cat, mm. the whole story is about a, a, a psychic that's at war with a cat, right? right. <clears throat> and he sees that the cat is like interfering with his mind or whatever. So he walls up the cat with with its owner in a wall, like literally bricks her off. And then she dies in there. So when the police come to investigate, they're like, oh, there's nothing here. But then they hear a cat meowing. So if I learn anything from that story, that cat is a fucking snitch. And he's going to fucking find out whoever fucking he's going to call it out immediately. He's a fucking narc. And the minute he fucking snitches, that cat snitches, the skeleton's just going to come out in the fucking pulley system operated by Vincent Price and push that bitch into a goddamn acid pool so that is my security system to get you an idea of what kind of concert this is uh -huh. <laughs> we should talk more about vincent price we we could have a whole episode basically uh, absolutely uh, we have yeah. specials on people yeah sure. well, i don't see why not yeah Anyway, anyway yeah, they are. Um, number two. So you're walking in through the main, like, you know, uh, standing area, and you're looking at the the people running around, but, you know, the thing is, you're seeing stuff get done by, like, techies, but you're not actually seeing it. Like, you could have swear that, you know, the curtains are moving, like, things are getting plugged uh -huh. in, but you're not actually doing it, and this is where I chose the Invisible Man. That's a good place. Fucking, I always it's a thankless job. I don't know why, but Frankenstein's monster gives me roadie vibes, though. The guy no, who's no, no, afraid no. of he... fire and sparks? I mean, that's fair. That'd he... be a problem on this No, set. but he's talking about the techie, the fucking but, speakers and shit. But yeah, he'd everything. also be least, uh, least uh, likely to get damaged from being electrocuted. Oh, well, sure, but he'd freak out the minute it happens. Anyway, I pick the Invisible uh -huh. Man because in my fucking 11 years of fucking uh, of, of stage acting and shit for school and stuff, the techies, they wear these full black outfits and they try to stay out of sight. And when they, they move scenes around in between, you know, uh, set, oh God, move scenes around. Uh -huh. They move sets around between scenes, excuse me. And they, they wear these shirts to not be seen, right? So right. if you're just invisible, you don't have to worry about that. And you just take care of everything. Even during a live fucking performance, you could fix shit and not be in the way. So that's why I'm going to pick. Great pick. I, I fully endorse that pick. Thank you. I, I'm kind of weird because like, I feel like I didn't pick a lot of the main big ones. I tried to think out of the box. Okay. So I like it. think about that going in. Um, number three, I got but a You have a bone box. You're right. It is quite, and there's strategy guides even written on it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Uh, so my next one, uh, the, so you're basically, you know, the show isn't ready yet. It's still being set up. So you're like, all right, I guess I'm sound just going to here. Well, the sound check is happening. All oh. that's happening. So you're going, you're like, I, I've got to wait. Right. So I might as well get a drink. So yeah. you go to the bar. Yeah. This there. is revolution up here in Lauderdale. Look, they, <laughs> most concerts have like a drink kiosk or some shit yeah. at the very fucking least. $10 for a bottle of water. I get it. <laughs> even more for even more fun stuff. Um, but anyway, so my bartender is going to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Nice. Oh, God. Guy's oh, a goddamn God, that's chemist. that's good. He's a chemist. He is a chemist. Now, here's the deal, though. 
Whether or not you have to pay tips depends on whether or not which one you're if, talking to. If it's to. Jekyll or Hyde. And I think this is beautiful because like you can have uh, uh, Dr. Jekyll like work the first three hours of the concert and then have the, the next part time, but don't tell him it's Mr. Hyde. And you can just hire both of them for both part times. <laughs> and they just switch from like day shift to night shift. They're just blah, 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 like How that. capitalist of you. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm making the most out of my monsters here. <laughs> a really quick uh, aside. Sure. I, I, I read something very interesting about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde that its popularity has ruined the story. It's very interesting. Because ruined like, it? So right now, we all know that Dr. Jekyll is Mr. Hyde. Right. Yeah. That's the a point of the original the story book is that they're the is same. Is that you don't know that though. Oh, that the spoiler has been made? The original, like, it's the original version of, like, Fight Club. The spoiler is that Dr. Jekyll is Mr. Hyde. Uh Uh-huh. The story has changed because of its popularity. Where the point, the the perspective of the story has changed simply because of what we already know. It's really weird that that's the case now. It's akin to Vader's... Yeah, I was just about to say, everyone calling Vader Luke's father when that was the twist of that film. So exactly. Oh, shit, do I have to bleep that? No. I'm your father? That'd be it's one hell of a More than 50 years now. The, okay, my one rule is, is that if it's been, like, I don't care how old it is, but if it's been referenced to death, <laughs> doesn't matter. You can have it. I don't care. Um, So, that's my bartender, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And next, uh, next up is number four, the MC. So, everything's been set up. And the MC comes out, and he and the thing is, the MCs come out. Okay. And oh. they, they get their microphones, and they go, boy, I tell you, I know we promised a live act, but this is ridiculous. So we got Abbott and Costello. <laughs> They're not monsters! <laughs> you fucking I, I believe I looked at the Universal Monsters list, and they were on there. Oh. <laughs> Wikipedia's fo- foiled your plans again, Dr. Rude. I think if they... No, was, I'm not okay with this. They've interacted with them so much, they're just kind of like spin-off characters by this point. Do you... Are you gonna call... Are you calling them like... Secondary what? monsters or some shit? It, it's... They're... They're... Um, what is it called? Honorary uh, monsters. Because they, they hang out with the monsters monster enough. Monster adjacent? Exactly. They're monster allies. And oh, we dude. support that, okay? <laughs> Just don't even start. So fucking mad at this. I like how so you positioned that in a way you can't argue. <laughs> no, I absolutely... No, fucker. Mm. Uh, just a fun little tidbit Uh, Abbott and Costello just they're really funny they're too because a lot of people actually don't even oh my god we're old as fuck I didn't even explain who they are I'm sorry Abbott and Costello were a pair of comedians around the 1940s 30s and 40s 30s and 40s and they were known for these kind of roundabout jokes where they would like say one joke and then the other person who's on first is the biggest example if you know anything it's who's on first but these are very clever jokes and if anyone can MC a show I think it's them so they're my my choice for MC certainly although that's uh, sorry that was three stooges Stooges. yeah Yeah, I'm sorry it took me a second there oh who'd win in a fight The, well, they're just outnumbered. The three Stooges have more. Yeah, but the Stooges would fight amongst themselves. That's a yeah, good point. Abba, well, so would Abbott and Costello. That's their whole no, comedy no, routine. But, but I don't. No, I don't know, man. <laughs> this is a whole. I, I think Abbott and Costello got it. Tune this... into the character showdown. Episode. Yeah, of that episode. All right. So yeah, my MC is Abbott and Costello. Um. So, uh, moving on from yeah, the uh, Abbott and Costello meet the mummy came out in '55. Yeah, but was that their first one? Oh, then no, I confused them uh, with Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, so I'm saying they were 40s to 50s. Okay. Pretty much when they were old. They, they were older. Okay, folks, they yes. were older. Um, and I'm old for mentioning them. So the MC announces the first person, okay? First person on stage, opening act. 
This is not the headliner, okay? Uh-huh. This is the opening act. And the opening act is the Headless Horseman. Because he can't be the headliner, you know, because he, he doesn't... <laughs> he doesn't have a head. <laughs> Fuck off. So, you know, he starts out, you know, Headless Horseman. It's Headless Horsemen because uh-huh. it's a whole band. Right, you know? right. Oh, okay. And they, uh, what do they play? Metal? Pop? Uh, you know, industrial folk. Because, you know, because <laughs> you know, it's like they, they have their folk roots, but they really evolved since then. And right, it's really got cool. It, got it. Really gets the crowd going. You know, the monster mosh pit. I mentioned mm-hmm. it earlier. Um, so moving on. So after the opening act, Abbott and Castillo come back on again. Like, we got a real treat for you guys. These are some big name actors here. Big names coming up for you. Give it up for the monster mash. That's right, motherfucker. I'm picking the monster mash as my headlining act. The, I, the entire mash? If It was a graveyard smash. Um, if like the actual people, not the song, I'm not saying the uh-huh. song, I'm saying the people described in the song when uh-huh. they make their band at the end of the song, right? Them, okay, the band, the monster mash that the song talks about, okay, that Dracula eventually joins because right. he was all I... butthurt that we weren't doing the, dra- the Transylvania twist and shit. So now he's finally a part of the band and it skyrocketed. I, you're not gonna lawyer any of this, that's fine. They're monsters. That's fine. Yes. But you're not going to argue about Abbott and Costello? I did. They're not monsters. They I'm don't belong on this list. I'm obviously not following any rules, Adrian. <laughs> well, I mean, you are no, one I, of the hosts of the show. I mean, technically, I, you can make the I, rules. I am livid about this Abbott and Costello entry, but whatever. <laughs> I, I am. Actually, they do fit. First off, these are, like, I would argue all of them, but obviously Abbott and Costello is more of a spin-off character. But They're every- not monsters. Everything else is a monster that still works for everything this. Everything else, yes. So it's not like I didn't follow the, the rules. Black Cat's not really a monster, but yeah, fine. He he was an antagonist. Sure. We'll, uh, we'll roll with Abbott that. and Costello are definitely not monsters, motherfucker. They are monster allies. No. Let us know who you let side with. Know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. But you know what? Show me how it's done, Dr. Rude. Let me... Well, actually, did we ever go through our lists all at once at the end or no? No. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Rude, what you got? So, uh, at the Monster Kappa Beta house... They're throwing a. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! They're having a party. The the the, the, the monster mash toga party. The, yeah, the monster mash toga party. It's actually funny because uh, the kappa in that is actually the Japanese turtle vampire. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, the first things first is you need the guy that's going to bring the drinks. Right. He's gonna bring the beer. The kegs. Who better to carry in the kegs than Frankenstein's monster? Man, he can carry four in at a time. It's it works. He's got it. And he's played by uh, uh, John Belushi. Uh, and he he brings his lady with him, and she's going to have an important role later on in the party. I have a contender. Oh, bride. Uh, yes. I what? have a contender. What's up? Because we're talking about, like, classic monsters, uh-huh. yeah? Yeah. And I'm thinking about carrying big barrels. Uh-huh. And it makes me think Donkey Kong. Uh-huh. And then it makes me think King Kong. King Kong, yeah. I think it'd be a pretty good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Rolling them down the, the stairs. Barrels? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I dig it. I see that. Anyway. He probably would wreck the house. I'm pretty sure everyone here is going to... It's a frat party. That's a goal. So um, so you need the guy on the mic, the guy who's, you know, going to talk everybody up, get MC. everybody pumped. But unfortunately... Would you argue it's the president of the frat? It's probably the president. He's up okay. there. But he's the MC. Unfortunately, he's going to take advantage uh, and he's going to grab the mic to promote his new rap album. Uh, it's going to be The Mummy. Oh, you son of a bitch. He's a mumble rapper. <laughs> oh, you fucker. <laughs> Lil Uzi oh. Mummy. 
God mommy. damn. Be sure to check it out when it drops on Spotify That's and SoundCloud. Right. That joke hurts so much, I need a fucking bandage. <laughs> oh. Bam. Mm. And I like how you looked at me for like, yeah. To see if you suck got on it. that. See if you got it. That's so, all. you look around and you notice it's kind of a sausage party, guys. I, I don't see anything wrong. I, don't see anything. I know. Where's the girls? For some of us, we're the ladies. And Zaki is like, I got you. And what does he do? He uses his charm and brings all the ladies over. Look, man, Dracula's That's... never been about consent, all right? <laughs> but at a frat party, this is starting to get a bit problematic. It's okay. We, we have someone to take to take care of that. Uh, we'll, 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 be, we'll get there. Is it there. just to get them in the door? I hope yeah. it turns yeah, off. Yeah, Dracula's okay. not, well, cool. not Pepe Le Pew here. Dracula's a little bit, got a little Can bit I more chivalry than that. someone that I have always appreciated at a frat party that gets a little out of hand? There's always the one maternal girl. Uh-huh. She's the one looking out for everyone, and like if you're throwing up, she's holding your hair. If you, that's the bride. Yeah. Oh, the bride. That's uh, the bride. She's uh, there. She's got your back. We stand the bride on this fucking but who podcast. Who is that first guy? Who is the first guy that's had too much to drink? He's getting really hyper about it. I'm the king of the. I knew this was going here. Nice. That's the wolf man. He gets lit real quick. And he jumps off the fucking roof. Yes. <laughs> and he but out. there's also, oh, like, nobody gets in the pool until that first guy does. Well, this is already a problem. I don't see the wolf man wanting to get wet. That's fine. <laughs> nobody wants to smell wet dog for the rest of the party I'm anyway. I'm just saying. But you need that first guy that's going to get in the pool. It's the creature from the Black Lagoon, obviously. Oh, <laughs> God I damn always, it. I always suspect the first person to go in the pool is like, I'm going to pee no, in the pool. No, he was already in the pool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and now, so the music's now. Here's where the consent problem happens again. The music is bumping, but no one seems to be moving. How do you get everyone dancing? The body snatchers will help. <laughs> They're a classic monster. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's actually great. Invasion of the body snatchers, hundred percent. I mean, people will dance, but it's not those people. <laughs> but but see, we once those people are dancing, then everyone who's not body snatched will just join in. See, the thing is, there's. Them, I, I agree. They would just sure. take control of whatever and go. But at least Dracula has some chivalry. He has some gentlemanness. He, he literally takes women against their will and he, makes them he his doesn't wives. Fucking go. He, he at least introduces and does a whole romantic gothic whatever the fuck. He doesn't sure. immediately jump into the, skipping the foreplay. Sure. Like, come on. No, he's literally just bringing girls to the party. Okay. I thought you'd be okay with the tentacles from Body Snatchers. Well, foreplay is important, especially with tentacles. <laughs> uh, But... So the bride sees someone getting a little handsy, or actually, the bride doesn't see someone getting a little handsy. So the first person to get kicked out of the party for being a fucking creep is the Invisible Man. He's out. I thought he's out of there. You and I both liked him. Like we put him in in nice roles. You just fucking like no. no. There's no good way to use that power. The only thing you can do is be a creep. What's the name of that character from the Adams Family? The, the thing? thing? The thing? Thing? No, thing. Just yeah. thing? The hand? I thought you were going to say someone who's getting handy oh, and it was going to be him. Thing. And That's I was like, ah. And the last thing. So the, the party. The last thing. Yes. <laughs> the party's been going on for a while and someone walks up to you and slides you a little something. It's like, hey, you want some of this? Oh, you, you, little you extra. Have little one tab. of these to have a good time. You, you put the tab on your tongue and it's going great. And then you're there with your partner. Is that what you do? And all parties? of a sudden, like, whoa, dude, they've got like cat ears and shit. I'm fucking tripping balls. You're not tripping balls. They've actually grown cat ears. You've taken drugs from Dr. Moreau. Oh, <laughs> and see, here I thought you were like, you've taken drugs from a furry. And I no. was like, oh, no. No, you've taken drugs from Dr. Moreau. You're actually turning into a, uh, a cat. Okay. 
Uh, and yeah, that's that's my whole frat party. So what you're saying is I should invite Dr. Moreau to the next furry no, party. No, because you just turn into a cat, not like a cat person. Damn. Like you're not having we a great time. So the formula dean there. has to be Van Helsing. <laughs> right? Yes. Jeez. Yeah, put an end to this party right now. It's too loud. Uh, but yeah, I like I, I I really like the idea of like the bride being like the maternal lady there. Like that 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 feels nice to me. My she'll wife... she'll hold your hair back yeah. and rub your back and say you don't need him. Exactly. You don't need him. Well, exactly. She doesn't need her hair put back herself because you know it's, yeah. it's straight up. But but if if you saw a bride of Frankenstein, she's really it, I, it's interesting you're saying that because she's super impatient in the movie. In the movie, she's like, fuck everyone. There's like seven movies. Sure, yes, yes. (laughs) She goes through some development throughout those movies. And Abbott and Godzilla are like in three of them. That's right. But but she's smart. I'm not saying like she's I wasn't even counting those. (laughs) I wasn't even saying like she's, oh, she's mean for whatever. She's right to be mean to people in those movies. So absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, that that's it. It's just my, my monster frat. That's a fun frat party. I mean, there's a little bit of a gray area with the body snatchers. Um, I mean, sounds kinky, but there's got to be like a consent form or something they beforehand. They were already body snatched when they got there. It was just, it just happened. I, I imagine there's like, you know, like um, where people have those those parties where they switch keys. Uh-huh. It's like, but they switch body, like, you know, uh, autonomy. Hosts. Yeah, hosts. And they just do that. They mm-hmm. sign up for it first, though. That's the important part. But yeah, uh. I mean that that's it, man. That's that's our list. <laughs> Alrighty. I think this was a really fun idea. Just it was overall, fun. Yeah. We had some very, very like Should we do you a quick I, recap? Yeah. Oh, you quick recap, go because sure. you just went. Okay. I'll do a quick recap. Uh MC is our mumble rapper, the mummy. Uh the guy that brings the girls, that's Dracula. The first to get drunk is the wolfman. Uh the guy that get, or the ones that get everybody dancing, that's the body snatchers. Uh you got Frank bringing the beer, the bride being the maternal caretaker of the party. Uh, the first in the pool is the creature. The creep that gets kicked out is the invisible man. And the guy with the bad drugs is Dr. Moreau. That explains <laughs> a lot. Yes. Bad drugs. That's bad right. drugs. Yes. Well, you pick it out of a fucking, fucking party like that. Of course it could be bad drugs. Uh, be responsible. What the fuck? My uh, valet is the mummy. The one doing the attendance at this prom is Dracula. The prom king and prom queen are the invisible man and bride of Frankenstein. Uh, the Drama. DJs. <laughs> The drama. I know. I know. It wouldn't I, be high school. I, Frank I'm, is just. I'm here for that shit. Raging I'm, in the crowd. I'm here for the tea, bro. Frank's uh, like, I've I have come to terms with it. Me and Wolfman will be very happy together. Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Speaking of Wolfman as the DJ and my chaperones. Uh, Frankenstein's monster. There you go. All right, wicked list. All right, so here's my concert. Uh, starting off, security, black cat skeleton combo. Like to see that. Sounds sure. awesome. Uh, number two, lead techie, invisible man. Number three, bartender, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Number four, the MC, Abbott and Costello. Uh, number five, the opener, Headless Horseman. And number six, the headliner, mo- the actual monster mash. The actual monster mash. All so, together. I usually side with you when uh-huh. you piss off James to like, an extent with your picks. Uh-huh. Like I sided with you on the Cartman thing. Cause I, it's, it's a masterful choice. That's fine. Uh, for the, for the bank heist episode, if you guys didn't catch that reference, but Abbott and Godzilla, I genuinely think James is right here. Cause I Look, don't No, No, that's, that's fine. Look, I don't upset James for you to side with me. I do it for fun. Like okay. regardless if you side with me or not, that's fine. I'll also you tease you as well. Yeah. Do I need to bleep that, sir? 
<laughs> Road. Anyway, so <laughs> either way, that was our dream team of our Monster Mash. If you liked this episode, be sure to check out our fan freaks on Facebook. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. We're also on Twitter by the same name, and we're also there individually. I am at Bone King TV. At Adrian Doodliness on Twitter. And at Doctor, that's D-R, Rude, M-D. Also, make sure to let us know which party you'd like to attend. Who do you think should attend? Uh, did we miss anyone who's a great fit for our parties? Let us know. What's another party? you say Godzilla? <laughs> Fuck off. Because he works, he, though. But how's he going to He fit? would wreck the party. Outdoor yours, party. Yours might be the only one. Yeah, it's outdoor. outdoor music festival. That's all you got to do. Just accommodate. My gymnasium wouldn't last. <laughs> that's you, right. you just got to accommodate. That's all. But I think it's time for shriekouts. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We're still uh, doing that, yeah. Fuck yeah, As we always, are. we're gonna. Uh, I'd like to shriek out our hunt boys, uh, Justin, Jeff, Scott. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, my friend Benty is listening now, so thank you so much for listening. My sister Cheyenne, I appreciate them so much, uh, and all of our fan freaks on the group. Thank you guys so much, man. Nice. Uh, for me, uh, our resident Satana Zatara, uh, Lindsay misleading, which I feel we both. You know, shout her out. I feel we have to choose. We have to have a, a, a an actual versus between both of us. We're who gets fight to over Lindsay? Yeah, who gets to call out Lindsay? She's your friend first. I fucking went, but to she school loves me more. Her. Like, come so. on. She, we were in plays. Damn it, that that's a bond. Don't even I mean, start. I'm just telling you, she loves me more. Anyway, oh, uh, oh, oh, I'm starting a poll on the Twitter right fucking now. <laughs> she needs to vote, and it's only one vote, so we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Valentine from the bottom of my heart why don't you go get fucked sorry really quick Um, uh, Lindsay Misleading's birthday just passed by the way so oh. happy birthday happy yeah birthday. we said it last week okay well happy birthday again two weeks in a row I don't give a fuck Continue. <laughs> he's really hamming it up trying to prove his point that he's uh-huh. I deserve it damn it uh, Nicholas Yuritsek, one of our boys, he keeps listening. Thank you, man. Thank you for putting up with us. Uh, speaking of uh, putting up with us, Robot Stone Age, Cody, CJ, Kehlani, uh, love you guys to death. Paul Fusek, who's by episode 67. Yes. Wow. And man. followed me on Twitter. Thank uh, you so he, much. He, yeah, he followed me, and I think he followed you. There is something to be said, though. Um, and you, I, I think I need your judgment here. Oh. Paul says. Yeah. He disagrees with George's pick as Furiosa being a survivalist in his apocalypse dream team. Because he says, for me, a survivalist is somebody that can go out, uh, make, make make an area safe and take care of themselves and other people. She doesn't display that in the movie. I say I don't think so. I mean, I, I, my only response to that is that wasn't that her main goal when she was stealing the brides in the first place? She was going to lead them to a place to take care of them and survive. And it's but not like she's not a scavenger. Well, but see, that's because fucking Max <laughs> and the whole thing started with that. So that's a bit different. But I'm just saying, I think she's capable. But hey, you know what? I respect your wrong opinion. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> fucking Paul, when you get to this episode in like two months, <laughs> hit him up on the Twitter. Please, I'm lonely. <laughs> so my turn? Yes. Okay, so my turn. We got my shriek outs. We got Von Condersmite, Beefy Sumo, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Julian the Czar, Megan Peepo, Lindsay Misleading. It's mine. Shut up. I deserve. Uh, Izumi Chenmaru, <laughs> CJ to DJ, Boogle, uh, and Burnsy, the new sh- uh, shriek out. 
for our for our list. So thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Now, I know we all had fun with this party and all that. And it's all, you know, fucking fun and games during the actual party. But uh, I don't really appreciate being the only one left behind to fucking clean this shit up. What are you talking about? That's why we made Freaky. We Oh, that's what you guys were doing? Oh. Yeah. Okay, so what can he do? He just snapped his fingers. Oh, Everything's he... clean now. Oh, well, that's really handy. That's so. Why did he pick? Why does he have a knife? What? No, no, Freaky, you cleaned everything. Yes. Freaky, get them, my child. Freaky, <laughs> <no>! <laughs> hey, I'm just here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>